Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today I am coming to you with a big claim. Huge, actually. I have a system for developing habits that is made for ADHDers. As all of you will know, this is a huge claim because we ADHDers systematically rebel against habits and routine. We get easily bored and we get dopamine from novelty. So how can habits really be sustainable for us? Today, I am bringing you a whole different way to look at habit formation that accounts for our love of newness and our tendency to get easily bored and understimulated by routine. Here's my other beef with normal habits. They demand that you show up and do the same thing every day. But you're not the same person every day. Your executive functioning is not the same. Your physical energy is not the same. Frankly, some days getting out of bed and putting on clothes is a huge freaking victory. But the only way to keep up normal habits is to do exactly what you said you'd do, regardless. There's only one possible win state. You do your habit or you don't. You either have to force yourself to do it or you have to accept failure. Forcing is not sustainable or even possible for most of us. And failure, ugh, failure, it's so uncomfortable that when we're faced with it, we're likely to give up the habit altogether. Normal habits are inflexible and they don't account for the way our ADHD energy ebbs and flows. And what about those days when you feel like a superhero, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound? Well, (laughs) normal habits don't accommodate for that either. If the habit is to walk one mile, you're not exactly getting to take advantage of your building leaping energy. So here's my solution. It's called habit tears. Developing habit tiers solves this by creating many possible win states. In this system, there are two main variables. One is the type of activity, which is how will you engage with your goals? And the second is time spent. How deep will your engagement go? Or as I like to say, how tall will your trophy be? With habit tiers, you're in control. You can create the lowest tier, the basic win, to be one that's practically impossible to fail at. So it's not a question of, do I engage with my goals today, or will I get a trophy for my effort? It's a question of how will you engage with your goals today, and how big will your trophy be? Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. 
On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. Let's first look at type of activity. So how will you engage with your goals today? Let's say your goal is exercise. Well, there's many possible ways to engage with that goal, but let's say that you enjoy lifting weights, dancing, and doing yoga. So your main habit is exercise, but there's three different ways to engage, which is lifting weights, dance, and yoga. Let's say your goal is content creation. You might have three possible ways to engage with content creation that are important to you, which is writing, reading, or recording a podcast. Let's say your goal is related to building your relationship. You could define three possible ways of engaging with that goal is having an intentional meal or moment together every day. Could be planning something for the weekend or it could be doing an act of service. So here's a quick pro tip about defining the activity within the goal. I highly recommend that you vary the intensity or the cognitive and emotional load or the executive functioning required for the activity itself so that there's always an option that feels appealing. For example, when I'm feeling low energy, I can do yoga instead of lifting weights. When I'm having a brain foggy kind of day, I can decide to read or listen to podcasts instead of writing. And now let's look at the second variable in the system, which is time spent, or as I like to call it, how tall will your trophy be? So let me just start out by saying that overwhelm is super common for ADHDers, and this system decimates overwhelm by creating a baseline that's so small that your victory is practically guaranteed. It's common for us ADHDers to be all-or-nothing thinkers. We think, go big or go home. This system helps us break that habit. Big goals are exciting and inspiring, but by their very nature, they are the hardest to achieve. In this system, we call every level a win. If you start the activity with the goal of just showing up, but then once you're involved, you get energized and inspired to shoot for the moon, this system rewards you for that too. Let's look at the three levels of time spent. One, the first and lowest level is what I call the basic win. This win is about showing up. It's about touching the activity or the smallest baby step you could possibly take. So for example, I show up to my yoga mat and then maybe I do five minutes of passive stretching or I take a walk around the block. The benefit here is massive and I think cannot be overstated. You are building the habit. The benefit of building habits over time is that we take them out of the realm of willpower, which requires a ton of energy and executive functioning, into something that feels automatic. A 2012 medical paper in the British Journal General Practice confirms that, quote, habit formation culminates in the stability phase. 
at which point the habit has formed and its strength has plateaued so that it persists over time with minimal effort or deliberation. Charles Duhigg, in his extremely popular book, The Power of Habits, says that as soon as a behavior becomes automatic, the decision-making part of your brain goes into a sleep mode of sorts. He states, quote, the brain starts working less and less. The brain can almost completely shut down. And this is a real advantage because it means that you have all this mental activity that you can devote to something else. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is radical for us ADHDers. It means that once we build a habit, we can get into autopilot with the activities that we value most and not have to rely on or tax our executive functions. That sounds really good, right? That's why the basic win deserves to be counted as an important win and should never be considered not enough. We're in fact doing something epic with the basic win, which is inching our way closer to that stability phase. And when we get to this stability phase, our brain and our executive functioning are practically no longer needed. Wow, that's what we want, right? That paper from the British Journal of General Practice goes on to emphasize that, quote, unrealistic expectations of the duration of the habit formation process can lead one to give up during the learning phase. Yikes, unrealistic expectations is so common for us ADHDers. Who among us has started a habit with the expectation that they're going to go for the gold on the daily. And who among us has actually been able to do that? Oh, I don't see any hands up. <laughs> Basic wins keep us in the game even when we don't feel like it. It keeps our expectations in the realm of the reasonable, which on some days can be described as just show up and survive, which, my friend, is a win. <laughs> it is a win. Now let's look at the second tier, the medium tier, which I call the progress win. The progress win is more engagement than just showing up, but you're not leaving it all out on the field. This is steady, medium effort. So we go for the progress win when we have more juice than to just show up, but we're not going for the gold. So an example for me is that I might do a 20-minute basic weightlifting routine. The benefit is that you're moving at a steady pace, you're pushing the ball up the hill in a meaningful way, but you're not risking burnout or pushing yourself beyond your current limits. And finally, we have the massive win. This is the, the biggest win. This is us pushing our limits and working at our edge. We go for the massive win when we feel that burst of energy or inspiration. An example for my workout might be that I do a 30-minute challenging weightlifting routine followed by 30 minutes of sweaty cardio dance. And then I'm freaking spent. <laughs> the benefit is you get to take advantage of those moments when you're feeling your best and your strongest to do those big, hard, challenging things. You get to feel like a superhero. Okay, so let's look at how to build the system, and I'm going to give you some very concrete examples of how to do this so that you can build your own. So first, we're going to select a general area of your life that you'd like to be building a habit. So examples are exercise, healthy eating, creativity, relationships, 
whether it's with friends, family, or romantic, business, or hobbies. We're talking any general area where you're trying to build a habit. So now that you've selected the general area, let's get specific about how you will engage with that goal. This is where we define the habits within the goal. So let's say you choose creativity. What are three ways you'd like to be creative? Maybe you'd like to build the creativity habit by painting, playing guitar, and creative writing. I like to call this the sampler platter. It's not about getting super advanced in one thing. It's about keeping you stimulated and engaging your brain in creative ways. Another way to look at this is to get more granular. Let's say the habit you know you want to build is painting. What are three ways that you can build the painting habit? Maybe it's by practicing your strokes, following a tutorial, or free painting your own original creations. This is more targeted than the sampler platter, and as a result, you're going to build your skills faster. Doing any of these things for any amount of time will lead to a win state. So now let's define what it takes to win our three trophies. Let's look at our creativity sampler platter. We have three activities, and for each of those three activities, there's three possible win states based on the amount of time spent. And keep in mind that all of these times and actions I'm about to tell you are arbitrary. You are the one who gets to decide how to set your win states, and that's really important. So for painting, we could say a basic win is picking up a brush, filling a water cup, and squeezing out some paint. A progress win could be painting for 15 minutes. And a massive win could be painting for an hour. Our second habit within the creativity sampler platter is playing guitar. We could define a basic win as just picking up the guitar. And a progress win is playing for 10 minutes. And a massive win could be playing for 45 minutes. And finally, we have our creative writing habit. We can define a basic win as picking up pen and paper and opening a blank Word doc progress win might be writing for 20 minutes. A massive win might be writing for a whole hour. So within your creativity habit, you have nine possible win states. You have three different activities and you have three levels of time or effort within each of those activities. You have an immense amount of freedom to choose what you want to do and how hard you want to go, all while continuing to Build your creativity muscle and reinforce the habit. You get to flow with your energy levels and still know that just by showing up, you are making it that much easier for your future self to engage with that valued activity with much less willpower required. So now let's troubleshoot some issues that I could imagine arising from using the system. The first is what I call give yourself the damn trophy. Here's how the rules of this game work. If you set getting to the gym as your basic win, you're not allowed to say it doesn't count or it was nothing or all I did was get to the gym. You have to give yourself the freaking trophy like you said you would. You are building a habit and so much of building a habit is just showing up. 
Eventually, you will show up enough times and your brain will get on board and think, well, this is just what we're doing. So we might as well do something while we're here. And remember, the goal of building a habit is to ingrain it so deeply that it no longer takes willpower or executive function to do it. We're trying to build the habit to this stability phase so that our brains can almost completely shut down and be on sleep mode, as Charles Duhigg tells us. So even if you're not getting a great workout when you show up to the gym and then you turn around and go home, you are building the muscle of showing up to the gym and making that your new normal. It counts and it's important. Don't let your brain tell you otherwise. The second potential issue that I want to troubleshoot is what to do if you're not progressing past the basic win. So what if you're showing up again and again, snatching up your basic win, but you're not getting past that level and you want to? Use that time, the time you've taken to show up, to ask yourself what you need, what would make it easier to take action. What do you need to feel like working out? Maybe you need a better night's sleep or maybe you need to start eating differently so that your body feels properly fueled. What would make it easier to get into motion? Maybe thinking of an easy workout routine to get you started or maybe following someone else's routine that you find online. What do you need to feel like creating content for your business? Maybe it would help to have a body double or an accountability partner. Maybe it would help to clarify tangible goals for what you'd like to produce by the end of the week or the end of the month. What would make it easier to start creating that content? Maybe it would help to notice if you're setting super high expectations for what you produce and deciding to ratchet it down a few notches. Whatever the goal is, whatever the habit you're trying to build, just ask What do I need to feel like doing this and what could make this easier? That is what will help you get past the base. And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. All right, SOS Squad, I hope that this episode inspired you to build habits in a way that you've never done it before. Let's break this down so that we can put this system into action. So I started out by saying that the problem with normal habits is that they demand us to show up and do the same thing every day, which is that doesn't work for us. They're inflexible. They don't account for the way that our ADHD, cognitive and physical energy ebbs and flows. So I came up with habit tiers and habit tiers solves for this because they allow you to vary the activity and the time spent. And at the same time, they ensure that you're at least touching the area where you're trying to build the habit, even on days you don't feel like it. When we make the lowest tier win, something that's practically impossible to fail at, we don't have to tax our willpower and executive functioning on days where it's just not there. We don't have that fight in us. But at the same time, when we show up for something repeatedly, even at the most basic level, even if it's just stepping onto our yoga mat or picking up the paintbrush or putting our hands on the keyboard, we start to make that a deeply ingrained habit. 
an automatic behavior that requires less willpower over time. Habit tears allow us to go big when we feel energized, focused, or inspired. And on those days, we get to bag a massive win and it feels awesome. And by having three options within our habit tier to choose from, we can satisfy our brain's need for stimulation, variety, and choice. We can also lean into the activity that's right for our cognitive function and energy for that day. With habit tiers, it's not a matter of whether you're going to get a trophy. It's a matter of how tall your trophy will be. Here's how we put it into practice. Choose a general area that you'd like to build a habit in, like let's say fitness or creativity, relationships or business. And then choose three activities that would support your development in those areas. And when choosing those activities, here's a pro tip. Vary the cognitive, emotional, and energetic requirements of that activity so that there's always something that fits what you're feeling in the moment. Then for each of those activities, choose what you'd like to count as a basic win, something that's nearly impossible to fail at, and then a progress win, which is medium effort, and a massive win, which is giving it all you've got. Usually these levels, the basic win, the medium win, and the massive win correspond to amounts of time, but they don't have to. When you finish creating this, you should have three levels of winning at three different activities for a total of nine possible win states. Here's some pitfalls to look out for. One is you've got to give yourself the freaking trophy. Celebrate the win, even the basic win, maybe especially the basic win. While it's easy to brush that one off, the basic win, as not much or not enough, the truth is that what you're doing is actually something very powerful. You're ingraining the habit of showing up so that it takes less willpower and executive function in the future. The other pitfall to look out for is if you're not progressing past the basic win over time and you want to, things to ask yourself are, one, what would you need in order to give more effort? What do you need? What does your body need? What does your mind need? And number two, what would make it feel easy? How do you press the easy button here? This could be having your shoes and your outfit out ahead of time for the activity that you plan to do or having your art supplies set up so that you can easily start whenever you catch the feeling. Or it could mean that you need to break your objective up into smaller steps so that it's more clear where to get started. Friends, I hope that today I did nothing short of changing your whole mind about habits. I hope that the habit tears becomes a new tool for you to make habits fun and exciting and doable. And most importantly, I hope that I've showed you a way that through basic wins, you can eventually set your brain on autopilot so that you can do your valued activities on the regular without having to flex your willpower or tax your executive functioning. I am so rooting for you. I love you guys so much. SOS Squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. Send your SOS message to ADHD SOS podcast at gmail.com. 
That's ADHD SOS podcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. 